Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Well, in this episode of CarCast, we get into some uh, Ferrari LM prices. Interesting. And we also tour the Collier Museum. Beautiful cars. I was just there in uh, Collier County or Naples, Florida. Get into that. Talk a little about the new Volvo XC60. XC60 Recharge. First, you got... Yeah, uh, just a word from our friends at Dodge. You know, Dodge was ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first U.S. brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So visit Dodge.com for more information. Yeah, we talk hoops on Robert Ory's new podcast, The Big Shot Bob Pod. I would have loved to play with LeBron because if you get down, get open, get to where you're supposed to be, he's going to find you. Feel like he got robbed for MVP. But with Robert Ory, we cover the floor and we talk about everything. And so your youngest so, is a teenager. So he's yeah. not going to high school right now. He's doing everything via Zoom. And he, Dad, can you help me? Nope, I'm running away. <laughs> Run. From the team that brought you the big podcast with Shaq, it's The Big Shot Bob Pod. Coming your way soon on the Podcast One app, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, LiveByLive.com, and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. Oh, oh. I'm get it on. you get it on. Not her down a little right yeah. now. It's all right. Grown pains. Breaking in a new engineer, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I'm Adam Carroll. This car cast, that's uh, Matt, the motorator, DeAndrea over Hello. there. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How is Florida? Florida-y? Florida was good. <laughs> uh, ate indoors, did yeah. stand-up, went to the beach, got a mani-pedi, ate again indoors. A lot of indoor eating over there. Yeah. Yeah, they're crazy. They, they, might have, they have some kind of death wish or something. <laughs> <laughs> or they don't have a retarded governor. I can't figure it. I, it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It should just read Florida where people get to make their own decisions. That's what it should read. The shows where were everybody showed up, like what? what's the rules in Florida? Is it like Texas? Is it half half the people? Half the seats? Or yeah, the the place was full. But they, they try to move the seats around and spread it out a little bit. Um but it was full. Um, that's just, it was full. I mean, it's fine with me. Everybody wears a mask, except for you on stage. You get to spit on everybody. Nobody wears a mask. <laughs> oh, okay. No masks ever. <laughs> Not one mask. I stood on stage, and I have a vantage point where I can see every single person in that place, because that's how those clubs are set yeah. up. If you stand on stage, you... Um, you um, word am I looking for? You... Um, peruse it's not the word i'm looking for but you you can surveil the entire room yeah. not a mask no mask so uh, so get the body bags that's what i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying it's and dangerous we, uh, so out. everybody's here masked up now we went out for dinner and uh had ourselves a good uh meal it was good i uh, went to the collier collection mm-hmm. and uh it was a weird thing so i'd, I'd always heard about the collier collection yeah. And the Collier collection is spectacular. And we got a private tour of the Collier collection, a couple of us, and a club owner and his girlfriend, you know, there's about six, seven of us. 
And uh, the gentleman who knew everything about the Collier collection in detail just kind of walked us from room to room in display, from display to display. When you when you walked in, the first thing you saw was a 250 LM Ferrari. Hmm. Um, and I always bring those cars up because they were, they were kind of the funky Ferrari. They... They were, you know, mid-engine. I think the first mid-engine Ferrari. Their V8 Ferrari. Um, I think. I think the problem was is everyone was kind of looking at the GTOs with the front engine and yeah. the V12. You know, and they were like, um, yeah, this is a cute little baby brother Ferrari. It, it, and it it also has a style that that I like. Um, but, but the GTO is better looking. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's not. It just doesn't really drip Ferrari, you know, because because Ferrari was always front engine V twelve long G- yeah, hood, yeah. you know, kind of GT Grand Touring kind of thing, and the two fifty LMs look a little bit squatty, and, yeah. and again they had the V eight, and it was weird to have a V eight and a and a Ferrari, and um, back in the day, and when I say back in the day. I mean, eight years ago. Yeah, you say V8. This spec here says 12. Oh, I'm sorry. It is a V12. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's funny. I started thinking about yeah. it as I was saying it. Was but like, 3.3? Yeah, it's a small displacement uh, V12, but it's a V12. I'm yeah. sorry, everybody. I should have known that. Or maybe I did know it and I just had a brain fart. But the point is, is they're interesting pieces, but they were considered kind of cute. Or quirky right. or something. And I used to see these things. I think Max Zapata, I think there was one of these 250s that went at um, Gooding. Gooding would be the one down at Pebble Beach, right? Gooding, yes. Yeah. Not 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 at the lodge or not not inboard, you know, not, not in the bay, but down, uh, sorry, down at the next to the concourse, yes. up the hill. Yes, and because and RM's usually at the hotel. Yeah, I think that Gooding had one of these things feel like eight, nine years ago. And like the estimates were like five to six, five or something like that. Right. And, and I was like, it kind of seems like a deal, depending on the history. You know, the history is going to change the value quite a bit. But these cars were reasonable, Not, you know. And a lot of people listen going, you know, five million bucks, is that reasonable? Well, it is when you're kind of comparing it to GTOs yeah. at the time. And GTOs at the time were, you know, 30, 40, you yeah. know, and these things were six. And I remember just kind of looking at it going, I, I think that's kind of a bargain for this, mm-hmm. for this Ferrari. And they have great race history. Remember, the most expensive Ferrari in the world is not a GTO. It's a 250 or a 330, same car, basically, GT, because it, I think it was the last factory Ferrari to win uh, um, 24 Hours of Le Mans. It was the last factory one to win outright, I think. And that car's, you know, 100 million plus or whatever. I think yeah. Bruce Kenepa was telling. So it is, in fact, the most expensive car in the world, most likely is is one of those two fifties LMs or three fifty LMs. But yeah. anyway, we're kind of looking at going. It's like a price at six million bucks. Not too not too bad <laughs> back then. Yeah, um, they're you know thirty to 
65 now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, uh, but a goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on it's. It's all about the history. But I was looking at the the 250 at the Collier Collection, and I was like, didn't didn't have Lamar history. Didn't win Lamar, but it won like the Targa Floria and some hill climbs and stuff like that. And I was like, 40 million bucks, and the guy's like, yeah, it's about right. Okay. Yeah, so again, I don't know about this. I think it was a yellow one, Maxipata, and I'm pretty sure it was Gooding. I'm positive it was Gooding, and it was yellow, and it was somewhere between six and eight years ago or six and nine years ago. But either way, and I don't remember what it hammered for. I wasn't really paying attention back then, but it uh, the estimate was like six, six, five, or, or some somewhere in that range, and... uh Turns out, if you bought the 250, you know, 10 years ago, you, you made a nice decision. Because yeah. if you bought a 250 10 years ago, um, you most likely paid about five for it. And it's probably 25 now. So you, you did okay. And and how how big is that Collier collection? Like, how big is the facility? How many cars are in there? Just to get an idea of, of what a collection like that looks like. I think that. Uh, the gentleman said like 80,000 square foot um, oh, yeah. and that may have included some other facilities. Um, they have a nice resto shop in there. They have different rooms. Uh, the Porsche room was the first one we went into. Lots of 550 spiders and then weird ver- variants of the 550 spider as well. Um, all all beautiful. Uh, you have so- listed here the, the John Morton Scarab. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Um, they had a um, Briggs Cunningham room, which is, he's an interesting character we don't really talk about, but Briggs Cunningham built some custom cars. He was kind of trying to do what Shelby did before Shelby. He was doing it with Cadillac power plants. And um, we're looking at the Briggs Cunningham. So if he's trying to build like a street, Street car, sports car. He he was trying to build uh, a car that win win Le Mans. He's I don't know the best he did was third in Le Mans or something like that. He um, later on just kind of hooked up with Jag and tried to mm-hmm. throw his fortunes with uh, Jag. A lot of interesting stuff. Um, saw the Scarab, and uh, that is the uh, Lance Reventlo company, and that guy basically sold his Venice shop to Shelby. He Lance Reventlo was building his own custom car. It was it was a nice effort and it and it looked good and it and it and it and it performed well, but I think it broke a lot. Yeah. And he just got frustrated and like said I'm out and then Shelby came in, used a lot of his same guys, I think. Um and um and then had then became Carol Shelby, um, and then Reventlow died in like seventy one or seventy two in like a small plane crash or hmm. something like looking at land outside of uh, Colorado or in Colorado or something like that. The Scarab's uh, a cool looking car. It's a cool piece. It's got a great scheme. It's got some really nice stuff going on. And um, I looked at the Scarab and I said, "Oh, this." They all have the. I think they all have the same paint scheme. I said, uh, geez, I was down at Laguna Seca doing the Rolex Historics some years back, and one of these rolled, and the guy was like, that's this car. 
And I said, oh, and then I went over to, oh, God, I always forget the- Is it Joey Cavallari? Joey Cavallari. Yeah, we uh, were there, and he was restoring it. He was restoring it, and I think he was, as I recall, either taking delivery or just took delivery of one of the only other scarabs that was sort of intact. Um survivor that he could kind of pull make bucks off of and yeah. pull measurements off of and and that kind of stuff. So that was a pretty interesting experience. Um lots of uh, everything, you know, old cars, new new cars, lots of race cars, some GT40s, a birdcage, Maserati, um just lots of interesting funky but it looks kind like a stuff. pretty good mix of cars. As much as uh, you, you've spoken so highly of the Shelby Museum in in uh, Colorado, this is more of a mix of cars, certainly, than than what that is, which is interesting because uh, Bobby Rahal just posted recently that he was at the Shelby Museum sitting in, you know, uh, I don't know, 427 Cobra and firing it up and giving props about that museum, saying how fantastic it is. But this place looks cool. Lots of great stuff. Um, the thing about the Shelby Museum is you have to be a race fan because everything, just about everything has race history, yeah. significant race history. And the thing about the Shelby Museum, which uh, we've been to a couple times, um, the footprint of that place is, say, 8,000 square foot. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not a big building. It has the most expensive interesting cars packed into the smallest yeah. footprint but uh that's a cool stop and, 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 and they fire stuff up all the time and they'll give it you the seems fold. like that it seems yeah. like they have some fun with the cars and speaking of shelby while you were out traveling meekum was going on and mm-hmm. uh carol shelby's 427 uh the car that legendary motor cars restored oh yeah uh, peter clute did a full yeah, restoration in canada on it, and yeah they it, do nice work and that car sold, uh, I think the hammer was 5.4. I think it was $5.95 million all in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything Shelby, especially after that Ford V for Army. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know, to, to sort of follow the trail, like when did Peter acquire it? When did he restore it? What did he pay for it? I mean, I get he's in a business. He's pretty smart about that thing. So uh, it's safe to say he's definitely made money on this deal. As he should, but I am a little curious. Did did he pick it up before, you know, Ford v Ferrari and some of the recent hoopla around around Shelby? Did he pick it up for, you know, I don't know, whatever, three million, four million, you know? Did he? I, I have some vague <laughs> recollection from watching the show that Dream Car Garage, I think, is the show, or maybe that's his old show. Either way, Legendary Motor Car. Legendary and, Motor Car. That's a that's the shop. Is that the I name of the show? I think the name too? of the show. He yeah, used he's to got do a one new YouTube Dream show Car. too. By the way, yeah, I like that guy. Uh, I love his passion. He, he's a racer. He, I want to go to Spa with him in Belgium yeah. and do a race. Uh, last year, we were talking about. Mm-hmm. We're kind of in preliminary discussions. Got a little even past preliminary of of going with him. Getting on it, yeah. getting a, getting a ride, and doing doing spa, which I I was excited about, and then the whole COVID thing. Well, actually, then what happened was is I think there was a professional Trans Am race at Laguna Seca that was that weekend or that same weekend as spa. So then I was like, hmm, 
I could save myself a lot of money and stay mm-hmm. here and go to Laguna Seca, a track I know. So then we thought, we thought, well, we'll do the Trans Am race, and then uh, then the whole COVID thing kicked in, and yeah, now it's a shit everything. show, <laughs> right? So uh, yeah, the call. Now the thing about the Collier collection that was weird is I just sort of heard about it peripherally for a long time, and when we were driving in, we were driving in to um, Naples, we kept saying, like, you've now entered Collier County and stuff like that. And I was saying to Mike, I thought we were in Naples. And they're like, no, it's, but it's Collier County or something. And I was like, oh, oh. then the museum is just named Collier because it's in Collier County. Yeah. You know, like if there was a Modesto museum in Modesto, right. you know. And I kept saying... I thought Collier was like the guy's name or something. It probably is the guy's <laughs> name and the county's named after. And we're like driving in and it's like uh, Hezekiah Collier, the grandfather. Yeah. He bought one million acres in Florida, you know, in 1912 or something. And yeah. he was the biggest land owner in Florida <laughs> with a one million acres in this county and so it is true that Collier is the county, and Collier is also the name and of the, the name super of the rich guy. family. I'd be curious to know what he did to come up with that kind of money back then. Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit. You know, grew up poor, you know, ninth grade education, like went to work with the railroads or something. And then I think he started getting into real estate, and I can't quite recall what his business was, but um, that's the Collier collection. Um, so we got more news here and chemical guys. If you want your car to look great, you have a passion for shine. You need to check out chemical guys, soaps, waxes, polishes, detailing sprays, leather conditioners, clay bars, tire cleaners, etc. Uh, these guys make top shelf products, but the big difference is they stand behind them and they want you to use them correctly. So there's a lot of uh, online tutorials and they have um, – what else do they have, Matt? They have places you can go, detailed yeah, garage locations. A, where they can teach you or they can do it or both, which is fantastic. And their their videos are, are really good. Right. So you don't want to just buy a random orbital buffer and then some rubbing compound and destroy your car. You want to use it correctly. They just launched a new cleaning disinfectants, Hyperban and Hypershield. Both kill 99.9% of germs and bacteria. So Chemical Guys will help you find the passion to make it shine. Visit chemicalguys.com slash carcast. Use the code carcast for 20% off your first order. Max Zapata, uh, Gooding. Any yeah, anything not, with a two fifty? I'm not seeing it, but I'm I'm still looking. How does that stuff work? Am I? You, you know what? You know what? I got to tell you, Max Pata, uh These auction like search engines, and you tell me, Matt, if this is what happens to you. You go to like uh, 2013, and then you just go to the top and you type in Ferrari two fifty LM, and it says zero results. But it's like. You still have to scroll that auction to yeah. find it. I, I don't know what their zero results thing. Like, it would be nice if you just went to, I don't know who does a good job, like bring a trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. if you just went to Gooding, you went to their webpage, you hit results, and you just put 250 LM Ferrari, well, and the six that they've sold in the history of that company would just pop up. 
but it doesn't work it that doesn't. way. Although, why not? The, the version of that that also does work pretty well is the Hammer Price app. You go and you can search by car and you type in Ferrari 250, and it should bring up as many 250s as they know about. Why is it that you do that? It'll say zero results, and then you'll have to scroll through each year, and then eventually you'll find one from 2011. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Search search engines can be complicated, having been in that industry a million years ago. Mm-hmm. Search engines are very, very complicated, and most people use an app, and then you have to plug in all of the information. So maybe they're just not getting the information. Yeah, so right. I or think it's not indexing the information. All the kids right. around here just type in the thing into the search engine, yeah. and then nothing comes up. Well, and then they go, it doesn't exist. And then I go, I was there, and I looked at the <laughs> yeah. car in 2013. I, what do you mean it wasn't I, there? Most of the time, you'll find that just Googling of different variations – is better than going to somebody's individual site and using their own search because okay. Google is so much more powerful and there's hundreds and hundreds of people working on that search engine. So, know. all right. Uh, we're talking about the Stratus, Stratos. Stratus. So the Stratus okay. auction uh, has yeah, a couple AS. of uh, right. uh, BMWs listed. And the one that uh, caught my attention is uh, – let me – just trying to bring yeah, it up here. Yeah, there's a Batmobile. Is yeah, there's they a have group a, five. Uh, a Sebring winning seventy four three point five CSL Batmobile, right. which is uh, which is kind of interesting. They also have another one, what they're calling a continuation car, but in the in the black, you know, and M M stripes livery that that your car uh, was in, and uh, this. Let's get some details on it. This car looks pretty good. So this car is located in uh, – it's in San Francisco. Uh, I'm trying to see if they have – what do they have for like – oh, so the auction begins on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is that? Like as you're listening to this, it's coming up. So I don't have the estimate on it yet, but I think it's going to get – it gets posted. But uh, big big story on the car, chassis 987, seems to have quite a bit of history. We're talking about the Sebring car. The Sebring car, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love those cars. I think those cars are valuable. Um, I would say the estimate would be above a million dollars. Not that we're going to get an estimate. I don't mm-hmm. think they give estimates on that auction site. And I just wonder if you're selling that car, why you're bringing it there. I just don't feel like – Well, I, these guys have been uh, getting more and more interesting cars recently. I think they're still – Getting the attention of people. I don't know how many are are, are being sold. Um, you know, at the reserve. Uh, one price VW Bug is sold. That's how it works. But yeah, yes, they're getting gotta... some cool cars. And I'm not trying to be a hater here. It's 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 a you know you got to start somewhere. Growing pains. You have to establish yourself. They're getting good cars. Uh, I agree. I just I don't feel like they're getting the bidders or the buyers, but. You know they're ten minutes old, so yeah. give them a chance. That's the thing is they're 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 getting more attention. You said a Group Five car, uh, yes, but it was a homologated Group Two car in '73, and mm. then and then uh, let's see, they did the Group Five, I think in '70. Well, it's 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 a car that's a substantial car i love those cars 76 i believe and uh did it win sebring as a group five or group two car but 
uh, either way, you yeah. know, I, 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 I just feel like you got to. I, I know these guys don't want to go to bring a trailer with cars like that, but I think they get all the money at bring a trailer. Well, bring a trailer certainly has a lot of uh, a lot of attention and. Uh, it's been around for a while. So these guys are trying to do something a little different, somewhere in between a bring a trailer and an RM or Gooding. Mm-hmm. You know? But look, I, Gooding right now has been doing very well with their geared online auctions, their online-only auctions, and mm-hmm. which uh, right now would typically be uh, you know, the Arizona Auction Week, Scottsdale Auction Week, and Gooding would be happening. Now, Barrett-Jackson has postponed their event because they still want to do a live event, so they're going to postpone that <clears throat> until March. Mm-hmm. I want to say somewhere around the 23rd or the week of the 23rd, but Gooding's auction is – is happening online as scheduled. They're geared online event. So sorry, I had a thought. Max Pata. Yeah. That two fifty LM could be a three thirty LM. Cause they look exactly the same. I think they started with a two fifty and then they went to a three thirty. Oh right. And okay. you can't tell the difference by looking at them, at least I can't, but and although I don't really know the price difference between the two fifty and the three thirty where it where it kind of pans out. I mean we talked about the two fifty being the most expensive car at this point, arguably whatever hundred million dollars. Oh, by the way, the two fifty could being the most expensive car could be a three thirty being the most expensive car because they're the same body. Yeah, you can't. I, I don't know. If it's <laughs> and I don't remember what what Bruce Bruce's story was, but I remember being there when he was talking about it. All right, let me hit uh, Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Well, you do one or the other. You want to make it easy to bundle? Good. Geico makes it easy. You can bundle your renters or homeowners insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you're busy and uh, you got stuff to do, people to meet. So just go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could be saving because Geico makes it easy. Again, go to Geico.com and see just how much you could be saving at Geico.com. Maybe the 330 will help Max Zapata. All right, I'm looking. But maybe Google it. I don't. I don't trust those goddamn search <laughs> engines. I've been doing everything. I've been googling search engines, everything. I don't know how the internet works. I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess we could check like Hammer Price to see if they've got some some stuff yeah, check, there. Check Hammer Price, and uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting seeing that Morton John Morton rolled car uh, over there. It's kind of funny too. Um, a lot of the Collier Collection cars were um, cars that they always pit with Kenapa, right? And I would pit or paddock with Kenapa. And so some of these cars are like right next to my car. So then I'd be in the trailer getting changed and... Uh, Gunner Jeanette would be in there. And so mm-hmm. they were doing a lot of like, oh, this car was driven at uh, Laguna Seca by Gunner Jeanette. And I was like, oh, I know Gunner Jeanette. That guy's so fast. He's such a nice guy. And he was driving this little crazy Alpha Z, you know, whatever. They had some cool Alphas, interesting Alphas in there as well. So yeah. uh, between Gunner Jeanette and John Morton driving their cars, I was like, oh, I know those guys. I see them at uh, Laguna Seca all the time. They also had the, I'm going to say, 63 uh, Corvette Grand Sport, you know, the ones with the big flares and everything. They had that car, and that was the car that Stanford hooked up all the telemetry stuff to. 
Do you remember yeah, that? I remember yeah, that. I'll put all the sensors and an- antennas and everything on it. Yeah. Because they were trying to do a test and get some uh, data. Um, so, yeah, I got a couple of, of answers. I've got two Ferrari 250 LMs that sold in 2015. Uh, one was in Scottsdale for $9.625 million, and one was in Monterey at RM Sotheby's for $17.6 million, both in 2015. So that's just the difference between history. That's yeah. But I'm still telling you, 2015, the one that sold for what's let's say nine five, mm-hmm. that uh, that car at nine five is twenty eight today. I mean, somebody bought that car yeah. right. So let me look at the three thirty. Hmm. I'm going to uh, ask you about uh, driving the Volvo XC60, which yeah. you were telling me off the air you really liked. And I'd been telling you for some years now, like, I like what Volvo's doing. And and by the way, you know, everyone should have a short memory with car companies because uh, two of the SUVs I like the most are the Lincoln and Volvo. And those were two that I probably would have liked the least seven years ago. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so they're doing their styling is good now. Their interiors are good. Um, Tell me about that car. So the the XC60 is the the middle of their SUV lineup. They have the XC90, a little larger XC40. The XC60, I've been saying this for a little while now that this sort of mid-sized SUV is kind of the perfect city commuter. It's, again, to give you a little bit of reference, it's probably the size of a Porsche Macan or Audi uh, you know, Q5. It's, it's that size where, you know, it's, you know, you don't put people in the backseat all the time, although you comfortably could, and there's enough half hatch area without getting too big. So Volvo, as you know, has been moving more toward uh, basically eliminating combustion engine only. Everything will be EV or hybrid. Mm-hmm. So this XC60 is called the XC60 Recharge, and it is a plug-in hybrid. It has a two-liter supercharged and turbocharged four-cylinder engine in front-wheel drive mode, and then it has I. Uh, it has an electric motor for the rear for an all-wheel drive scenario. I want to say that motor is 80-something horsepower, but the combined horsepower is is 400 horsepower. Now, in pure EV mode, you can go 19 miles, okay? Uh, if you just said, hey, I'm going to drive from here to the house and back or whatever, back to the office or whatever, you do 19 miles in in all-electric mode. But in its hybrid mode, it ends up getting pretty good fuel mileage. You know, I want to say 27, 29 in, in hybrid mode. But also because of that combination, it carries 18 gallons of fuel. And you can get 500 miles per tank per, you know, with, with the okay. charge, you know, That's with the good. range, right? So, uh, and you can plug it in at night. You can, if you just plug it into the, you know, to the normal outlet, you get, it'll charge overnight. But if you use the 240, it's it's just a few hours and you can get most of your, I think it's four and a half hours or something like that. It gets a full charge. It's not a huge battery, but it's enough to kind of make the difference. And also um, the, 
the the system does kind of charge on its own. What's interesting is I've driven a few of these Volvos that have a hybrid technology, and on the touchscreen, that gives you a few options. You can just leave it in hybrid mode and let it do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. You can put it in EV mode, and it'll use EV up that battery up as much as it needs to. But still, if you slam the throttle to pass somebody on the freeway, it's still going to kick in that engine. Uh-huh. Um, but as you're driving it, if you want, you can flick it into charge mode. Mm. So the right. engine will charge the battery while you're doing it. You can get yourself mm-hmm. a charge, and you can go back to hybrid mode or something like that. So it is uh, it is kind of interesting. And, yes, to, to your point, I think the styling and the Volvos are definitely on point right now. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, and they've got this style to work with the smaller SUVs and the larger SUVs and their sedans as well. Um, and the interior is beautiful. I think the mm-hmm. interior is fantastic, and it's mm-hmm. kind of the right balance. Like this one has, uh, like a uh, like a beige, like almost a white interior, and it's got a two tone steering wheel, and it's got a kind of a washed out bleached kind of textured wood, and uh, it has the great sound system in it. It's got heated and cooled seats and heated steering wheel. What's the base price? So I believe it starts at around fifty two, fifty three thousand. I think fifty three thousand, and you can get it up into the seventies. And there's a couple different variations of it, right? There's the T eight all wheel drive. There's the, uh, 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 the you know the base model. There's an R model. It's it's a black trim, things like that. But supercharged and turbocharged. Yeah, they've been doing this uh, compound boost uh, for a while now in some of their engines. I got to get that Lincoln because. Um my Z car can't plug your phone into it and talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little antiquated, and it's a little bit stripped down. That car specifically was wasn't meant to be a lot of frills. No, not frills. I don't mean the three seventy. I just mean that specific anniversary edition was yeah was meant to be one of those one of those cars that's not a lot of frills. So uh, yeah, I, just use your earbuds for a minute or two. I um, I. I do, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's not a it's not a daily driver. I I, I am with you though. We took another la- look at the uh, Lincoln Aviator black label, and uh, those those come in. The black label is the pinnacle of of their <coughs> excuse me of their feature set. And when you're buying the car and the leasing the car, it comes with sort of this white glove service as well. You know, if you want to buy the car. Or, or whatever, they'll come to you and they'll give you, a, you know, open up the book of swatches of colors and leathers and you can pick what you want and they'll deliver it to you. And when service needs to be done, they'll come to you and pick it up. And they're kind of stepping up their game on the on the hospitality level, the service level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, and then you start to think about it. You go, you know what? A fully loaded Lincoln Aviator is fantastic. And they're like 85 you know, for all the bits, you could certainly mm-hmm. probably get in the door at around sixty, but you get it up to eighty-five, and that's a great one as well. But I tell you, in this range, this you know low fifties to low seventies range, Volvo is definitely something people should be taking a look at. Agreed. All right, when do your um, business? Yeah, so I'm going to hit up Dodge because if you don't want the Volvo or the Lincoln SUV, <laughs> Dodge has officially opened orders on the new 2021 Durango. SRT Hellcat. Nice. This is the most powerful SUV ever. Uh, exclusive for 2021. It features a 710 horsepower 
new aggressive engine or uh, engine, new aggressive styling, new interior. It has a driver centric cockpit. Uh, I, I've seen these. I'm eager to get into one of these things. This thing is a three-row passenger SUV that does zero to 60 in three and a half seconds and does 1150s in the quarter mile. Wow. <laughs> well, all buyers will receive a full day of pro instruction at the Bondurant High Performance School of Driving. Deliveries begin early this year. Believe me, you're going to want to go to that school when you get one of these things. I mean, Dodge has been ranked number one for initial quality and best driver appeal for, for mass market brands by J.D. Power. It's the first brand ever to be ranked number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. So see your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com to schedule your test drive. Anything, Max Zapata? I'll show you all the ones I found, and let me know if any of these seem familiar. <laughs> well, okay. RM okay. had right, this one. This is RM in 2014. In 14, okay. How much that sell for? 11.5. 11. 11.5. It's probably got some good good history there. There's the yellow did not sell. Oh, well, why are you showing us that car, though? Well, just because you said it was yellow, so now I'm just looking for... Yeah, but you're showing us a different car. Okay, then we'll skip that one. <laughs> we should skip the cars that aren't the car. Okay, just making sure that <laughs> you don't have to make well, there sure. There you go. That's the car. This is well. This one wasn't for sale. This was just on display at Pebble Beach in 2010. Yeah, they're pretty. Um, hmm. It's kind of looks like a frog. Yeah, it's, it's got kind of, of a, but it's kind of yeah. kind of cool looking. Yeah, this one with the chrome trim is a little weird. And this is a 330. Yeah, but Max Pata, this is not the. You're showing us a GTO. I. It's it's here's got, the thing it's, it's, it's got to be the a little, same car it, it's got to be that okay <laughs> yeah it gets a little right, confused. you you need that frog looking car because even on on hammer price when I typed in two fifty Ferrari two hundred and fifty it gave me all the street cars as well you know right it gave me the, the you know whatever it gave me the uh, it's, it's got to look like Bueller the car it's got to look like the car at the Collier collection I yeah I, I understand I just. If if I'm just trying to jog your memory, <laughs> you, you can't jog my memory with different cars. It has to be the same. It has to be the same. Mid, um, and, it has to be a mid engine. And I car. didn't see three thirties come up on on uh, on hammer huh. price, so I'd have to fudge with the search a little well, bit. You know, it's and a only weird... the two, only those two from two from 2015 came up. The one he found at 2014 didn't come up. So maybe hammer price wasn't going back that far. Right? Oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. But why was the one in? Uh, at uh, Gooding from eight years ago. Why is that one not come up? Well, there's uh, one uh, Ferrari LM driven. Uh, that's an RM uh, auction. Yeah. What that sell for? Anything by Gooding, so that's why that's it's weird. All right. Well, yeah, it, we it, tried. it is tough because the auctions get confusing. Also, uh, uh, Bonhams is at the Quail. Mm-hmm. You know, and we always go by there, and that kind of feels like it's at Pebble Beach, but. Not nah, really. <laughs> nah, it doesn't feel that way to me. I, no, I, was I, at, I think of like Pebble, I was at, Gooding, Quail, I was at Gooding RM, at, or a, a Bonham. I, I was at Gooding at Pebble Beach like looking at one, so I don't know. The, but, you know, here's the thing. At a certain point, I think I'm going insane, and then at <laughs> a certain point, we'll find it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we'll I guess we'll, we'll find it. We'll work it out. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if you saw this, was there's this group that it was it was inevitable there's this group that's doing a recreation of a Porsche 914 mm-hmm. and as much as we love you know the the singer and the gunther mm-hmm. and uh the guys that are going into 
I don't know, for lack of a better term, mass-produced mm-hmm. recreations. Mm-hmm. There's a company called 1511 Designs. They mm-hmm. are um, they're the vintage car arm of Mellor's Elliott Motorsports, which is a, a WRC, a World Rally Championship team. And they want to sort of reimagine the 914. They've, they've done a little body work. They eliminated the pop-up lights, went to some LEDs. And uh, the big thing that they they're trying to do— have photos of it? Uh, yeah. Chris will bring up uh, something. Uh, Chris, this is the, um, the 914 link that I sent you it, It's a cool— it, The 914 is a decent platform. It's not a great platform. It's a decent platform to start off of. So what they did is, is you know, it's kind of slabby side. So they did sort of a flare thing going on in, in the back. So they got a little bit of a fender treatment, rear— fender treatment and they where you normally have the the turn signals they did leds and eliminated the pop-up lights yeah um but the big thing that they're trying to do that is going to be interesting is the engine swap they want to use the 3.5 liter flat six from the porsche cayman Mm. now in stock form that's 325 horsepower and 273 pound feet of torque it's before they breathe on it assuming they breathe on it yeah uh Cool. Good luck to them. I love everyone who's doing this stuff. I I don't like the round flares on that car. I like the box flares on that car. Yeah. I know they're doing their own thing, but the rounded kind of 512 boxer kind of Ferrari rear flares on it just seemed weird to me. Looked a little bit weird to me, but I'd have to see the car in person, so we should go. Yeah, these are just just that. renderings that they put out there saying they're moving forward with something like this. Uh, but it's kind of interesting. I don't know. Is is the 914 the best jumping off point? I think one of the issues they're going to run into is is where do you get into the price point of this? You know, like is it is it going to be a really over the top carbon fiber body and, and you know, is this going to end up being seven hundred thousand dollars? Because then it is kind of hard to go, and ah, that's singer money. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's um, it's, it's going to have to be down quite yeah. a bit from singer money. And, and speaking of singers, uh, Graham Rahal, uh, he has a, a a dealer in a in a tuner shop, Graham Rahal Performance. He's mm-hmm. got two singers in stock for sale, pre-owned singers, and they're both in the nine sixty or nine eighty price range. Range, yeah. How old are they? Um, that's a good question. I don't know because sometimes they go back to to singer and get freshened up. Um, yes. But he he's he's got specs. It just popped into my head. I'd have to look at the Graham Ray Hall performance on his website. Well, all the singers are forty five years old technically. <laughs> all right, <laughs> right. Uh, Max Pata, toss up the uh, plugs if you would. You can go to adamcrolla dot com and you can uh, find out where I'm doing live shows all over the place. Oklahoma City Bricktown Comedy Club coming up February twenty sixth, twenty seventh. We'll do a live podcast. Stand up there, Kansas City. Arvest Bank Theater, that'll be March 25th, and then March 26th, Royal Oak, Michigan, Keegan, Illinois, Genesee Theater. You just go to adamperola.com for all that. Matt, what do you got? Uh, doing some uh, upgrades to um, to the to the new garage, so follow me at, uh, at Motorator on social media. So, till next time, Adam Carroll for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. 
CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com.